And uh, once again, this is Jay Taft with your weekly sports podcast, Not Just a Game. And this week, as we've done previously at times, we uh, may post this to YouTube as well. We have a great guest for you. Everybody's going to enjoy listening and seeing our guest for this week, who is Sophie Bruner. Welcome, Sophie. I'm so glad you could join us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on your podcast. Sophie is a former Freeport Aquin who led them to back-to-back State 1A titles. What was that, 2012 and 2013? Yep. And then you went on to Arizona State. Heck, you were all Pac-12, again, three times? Were you? Yeah. Th- think so all right and i i know you made the all pack 12 all academic list um i think three times you were then signed uh by the wmba phoenix mercury played a few games in the wmba went on over to italy um and just had such an interesting last couple of years over there and that's where i want to catch up or start this conversation off with um because give us a quick little brief overview on what brought you to Italy and how those last couple years were. And then that'll obviously lead us into March 11th or 12th and, uh, and the mayhem that ensued uh, from there. So, so break it, break it down for us, Sophie. Um, yeah. So I, I went over in 2017 to Torino. It's about an hour from Milan that was my first year overseas. And then the last two years I was in Milan with a great club, great, great organization. It was actually really hard to leave and say no to another contract there, but I just felt in my heart, it was kind of time to keep moving and going to coaching. Um, but I'm sure we'll get to that later. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, anyways, the last, the last year of playing over there, I just kind of knew that I wanted to probably be done playing soon. Um, and I really enjoyed my last year. Um, Love the people there. The food's amazing. It's just a gorgeous country. Um, and I love my experience. I'll probably visit hopefully once a year, if not once every couple of years, because I have made a lot of great friends. But yeah, the last couple of months of living there was obviously a little crazy with the coronavirus happening. Um, I think they shut down their schools February 15th, so about a month before we did in America. So we played our last in like game with fans that week in February and then our last game in general was the first week in March and in that in that two-week time period we just practiced we didn't play and then we only played one game without fans and they pretty much called it it's obviously getting really bad other countries you know were starting to shut down the borders were starting to shut down and I was like I should probably go home so then I headed home and like second week of March um was in that whole big O'Hare mess Right. Um, four I mean, hours later, how long in O'Hare? And, and it's crazy. And I didn't catch anything. I didn't get a cold. I didn't nothing. So that was a miracle. Um, now you self quarantined yourself for two weeks once you got back, right? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, we have a family friend in Stockton. I stayed at their house. They're snowbirds, so I stayed there for two weeks, um, which was really nice of them and generous. Um, and then after that, I went home and. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I felt like I was kind of, I told a lot of people this, but I felt like I was going back in time because it was like when I got home is where we were a month ago in Italy. So it was just, it was like the whole shock of the environment, like the culture 
of people, you know, thinking everything's just going crazy. And it, I mean, it obviously has been crazy and stuff. So it's been very real. Actually, recently it's been um, pretty sad. One of my good friends, Grandpa, recently passed away of COVID. So it's it's kind of gotten real. But um, yeah. So I'm with sure that being said, real a while ago. For I mean, yeah. if folks don't remember, Italy really got hit hard. Yeah. initially the initial wave took italy by storm and i think that's right when you kind of got out of there right yeah it was that's when it like where i lived in the actual region is was a hot spot so it was it was like the craziest thing like you couldn't leave your city um they were finding people and yeah, it's pretty crazy. Oh, my goodness, you'll never forget that adventure, mm-hmm. and and in the end, that ended up being your last stint as a professional basketball player in Italy. You mentioned that you had kind of been thinking that maybe that was coming. Did you know? So you did kind of know before COVID hit and before all the pandemic that that was might be your last season. Uh, no, I was actually hoping to finish one more year in Australia. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know, something in my heart was just like, you know, I think this is just a good time to just be done. Just, I just felt right. Just, you know, just to be done. And the thought of not having to leave in August was a really nice feeling. First time in like seven years, you know, going to school in Arizona, not having to leave would be good. Um, not to say that I don't want to maybe one day move somewhere else out of Illinois or something, but just to for the next couple of years to be around home will be very nice. Um, so, so yeah, when I got home, um, the person I'll be coaching with at Redford Christian had kind of, you know, just thrown out the idea, just kind of like as a joke. And then end of April, I kind of talked to him and I was just like, Hey, I think I'm going to be actually done playing. So if you, you know, if you really want to do this, let's do it. And so, yeah. And that's bad, right? Yeah. And then we, yeah, um, just to set this table, folks, this is uh, Sophie and how do you pronounce Ted's last Ted Lover. Yeah, Lover. Ted Lover. A lot of people don't know him, but you will assume. He's a very good yes. a good person. He played college basketball. He knows a lot about the game. So I'm, I'm really excited to learn from him. He's also an athletic director in Ohio when they li- used to live there. So he, he knows his stuff. So I'm excited. It's a good group at Rafa Christian. A lot of room for improvement good opportunity to help them grow and it's a Christian school so I love that part about it too. Ted has just a neat resume and it sounded like um, they they were out there looking for their next coach and Ted came first and kind of break down how you got involved with that as well did because I don't think it was Ted that came to you was it? Well so they actually they had a lot of um, applicants apply which was really good for the program you know um good for the school and um, I feel honored that we got it but Ted kind of was looking for a female assistant he knew he wanted a female assistant so he told me he was like I think kind of with or without me he was probably going to apply anyway but he was kind of like you know if if you want to do it with me I would love to have you on board Um, so it just felt like the right fit Um, I become close family friends with their family um, and um, we have like a mutual family friend too. Her, his, um, his sister and brother-in-law are good friends of mine as well. And their daughter goes to Rafford Christian. So kind of all just felt right. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Cause I think he wants to stay for quite a little bit and I'm excited to learn under him. So Sophie Bruner, assistant 
varsity basketball coach for the girls team at Rockford Christian High School coming up very soon. Have you gotten, have you had some Zoom meetings with your team? Uh, how, how do you start things off now? It's tricky. No, isn't it? It's such a weird time. Um, actually, we have not yet. I think we will soon. Um, I know Ted's getting very anxious and excited to do something and now with like I just say allowing you to do some things with your team and stuff like that it's nice so I'm sure we'll have you know a parent meeting and a team you know parent player meeting soon um, I know the girls I think a couple of them I've heard are excited um, I'm excited Ted's obviously super excited and yeah we just want to you know get started get going with what we want to do and Hopefully, when by the time basketball season comes around, that you know you can have more fans in attendance. Hopefully, things are better with the virus. So, you you must be like a kid on Christmas morning with this <laughs> with this kind of situation. I mean, you've been out there, but running sprints and busting your butt in the weight room all the time, and now you get to kind of flash the orders. You get to play the other role. Um, how what kind of what you've grown into such a leader i mean you've been a leader on the basketball court kind of a coach on the basketball court since you were how old um it's just it it should be just a a, a nice smooth transition right mm -hmm. yeah uh, i definitely think i've grown since high school it's kind of, i mean i was kind of vocal in high school but it was with my best friends that i'd been playing with all my life so it's very comfortable um, and then going to college, I kind of learned what a leader really is. First off, for my coaches, I had four very strong female coaches. Um, and then I had great leadership in seniors. I had my freshman year. I still admire them. And then just, you know, going down the line, juniors and sophomores and stuff like that. So I got really lucky with the people I was surrounded by, great leaders, mentors. Um, can't thank them enough because it's really helped me grow into who I am as a leader, but also as a person. I just feel more confident and strong in what I do and who I am because of that. So I think that's going to help um, for sure in this next role because um, I think eventually I've also been a side note. I've been helping coach club basketball with Rockford Heat this summer. Oh. So that's been another thing that's helped me. And I think just with that, I know I want to get into coaching even maybe at the college level. Um, so it's another thing to look forward to, but yeah, with, I want to start with high school and just, you know, see if I like that level, do it maybe for a couple of years and see how that goes and yeah, kind of just see what happens from there. Um, it's, it's such the natural progression with somebody that's been a court leader like you. Um, also give us a little take on kind of self scout yourself. What type of player were you in your history of hoops? Um, like if you were looking at yourself from the outside, break it down for us that way. Um, I would say I wasn't like a super, I'm not going to take you one-on-one -on -one full four with all these flashy moves that's not I was not gifted in that way but I was definitely gifted by God in a very strong way like um down low for sure I feel like I could go head-to-head -head with anyone and I was very confident in my ability to take them down <laughs> per se but um I would say just a hard worker um doing the little things you know paying attention um just having a strong basketball IQ and being smart about the game, very aware. I've noticed definitely my last three years, so I'm playing basketball, so my three years of playing professional, I've playing professional, I've grown so much in the game. Like I just see things I've never seen before in like kind of what I'm doing. So I'm looking forward to applying that knowledge. But 
yeah, I would definitely say just a hard worker. Um, I like to battle, be physical. Um, I love being teammate. That's my favorite thing ever is just being a really good teammate. I take a lot of pride in that and um, learning from my coaches. So, yeah, I always loved basketball. It never felt like a job to me. It never has felt like my parents never told me I had to play it. In fact, they were just like, yeah, do what you know. We support you and have the time. People know my parents. My dad's very laid back. My mom's wild and crazy, talks the whole time during basketball games. So it's a good <laughs> mixture. I never felt any pressure from them. Just love and support also from the amazing community I grew up in. So, yeah. It, yeah, it, you were so much fun to watch. And I think that I've talked to each of your coaches up and down the line throughout your career. And to a, every single one of them would always – either point to the head or talk about your IQ and your knowledge of the game and just how, how it's, it would slow down for you. I think that that comes with someone who just knows the game so well. Uh, it's almost like, you know, what's going to happen before it happens. Um, you've always had that little instinct in you. How do you pass that on now to your little mentors who are going to be running up and down the court here as you're going to be dressed up. What, what are you going to wear during games now? I mean, um, you're going to have to wear I something different. I how I look, you know, so no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm excited for that part, you know, look a little nice during games. Um, yeah, no, I'm also a very, like, hands-on person, so I plan on, you know, scrimmaging with them in practice. Mm -hmm. Like, when I do ball handling with our club team, I do it with them. Um, some drills I'll show them first. I'll go game speed and then I'll have them do it. And I've just found in my experience when I know a coach can do it, it just always felt more like I wanted to do it harder. Just like, wow, my coach can do it. Like I want to do it. So I, I kind of take pride in that being able to stay in good shape and do the things like I don't want to ask any of my players to do something I can't do type of thing. So, but yeah, with the, with the whole IQ thing in basketball, it definitely comes, you know, as you get older, I think a lot of people have to work at it and there's a few that can just kind of get it right away. So I think, kind of, yeah. And I think kind of helping those ones that get it right away, understand their role in the sense of helping your teammates now. So it's not so much me having to do it. It's kind of me mentoring them and kind of helping them do it. Mm -hmm. But I think breaking down film, Ted's very smart with basketball and breaking down film and stuff. So I think with both of our brains, we can help them kind of see things. That's how I learned, you know, in college, our coaches are very strict and very precise and things. And at the time it was really annoying because, you know, it felt like you had to be perfect, but in the end they were just trying to help you be a better basketball player. So that's yeah. the new age, the new yeah. age of coaching, the new age of learning the game. Um, video training is, is so intense these days. Um, I, I imagine you can, you can take this program to the next level in a lot of different ways from the way you've seen it done in so many, at so many different levels and in so many different phases. Um, are you taking things that you've learned from every different aspect of your career here that you think will help in, in your next step? Uh, yeah, actually I am. Um, I've been very blessed with the coaches I've had and the programs I've been playing in. Um, both overseas and college and the WNBA high school. Um, even before that, I had really good coaches growing up and Rick Hauser and Gary Erdmeyer. They're some of my 
good like some of my best friends dads and they helped us since I was in fifth grade we had to use our left hand like we could not use our right hand on the left hand side so it's just little things like that um and then in high school with Jeff Curry um who's passed away sadly but he was my head coach and he's he helped me become the player I've become and then our assistants Doral and Bonesy and then going to college and stuff like that with Charlie and all of my assistant coaches there um I think I don't know I think just trying to pass down the knowledge I've gotten from each of them, but also making sure it suits the team we're doing or the team we're working with and not just, you know, trying to have one exact system and making the team fit into the system mm -hmm. instead of making our system fit into what the team needs. And I mm -hmm. think sometimes people get that mixed up and that's where you see a lot of problems in my opinion. And when, when a coach is too um, stubborn to, you know, kind of adapt to their team. That's when they struggle and the team hates it. The coaches aren't happy. It's just a mess. So I'm excited to kind of apply what I know, but also allow the girls to kind of make it their own, if that makes any sense. That's one of the bigger challenges, especially at that level, because mm -hmm. um, the, the talent level changes sometimes monthly. <laughs> you never oh, know, know what you're going to get. Really does. And, and I'm, yeah. Go, go. No, I was just going to say, I admire, like, obviously how we did things at Aquin. I think we had a very great culture in what Curry did. Um, he expected a lot out of us, but he always made it fun. Like, one of my best friends, she never even played. She was a captain our senior year, hardly ever played, and that was her favorite coach. Just, it's just how you make people feel is half of it, especially with girls in high school. It's a big time of development and self-confidence, and I think you can damage them if you don't do it right. So it's a very fragile role that you play as a leader, especially as a coach. So I'm looking forward to taking that very serious. And then um, Eastland, I love their program. I admire Brinker and Colleen Henze a lot. So I'm looking forward to taking what I know from them and applying it too. So Now you're not stepping into some – statewide powerhouse here um i was just trying to look it up i think they were 14 and 14 last year um, yeah i think they did too well yeah i had them at two and nine in the big northern yeah. so um you know 14 and 14 is okay they won a region their last regional title was in 2009 you used to pop regional titles like candy um did you, yeah, you no, remember your regional titles? I mean, those were like a. Um, I will tell you the regional title I remember the most was against Dakota my senior year. I think it was regional, unless it was sectionals. I'm pretty sure it was regionals. I have never, and it was regionals. I was nauseous all day at the school. You can't say any of my friends. Oh. I thought I was going to be sick. I have never been so nervous in my life to this day for a game. No kidding. <laughs> I don't trust Alicia Cleaver. I felt like she could go off at any time. She's one of my best ah, friends. Yeah, the Bruner-Cleaver matchup in the playoffs. And what did you do, go off for 42 and 18 and 10? <laughs> I don't really know. All I know is one, and that's all I cared about. <laughs> oh, man, that was so nerve-wracking. There was some fun times. Everybody remembers you. I mean, you're like a local hero, and not just from – those type of games that you're talking about, but just from what you've been able to do and build on from that. Um, we've had some great, you know, star athletes from the area, but you've really taken it to the next level. And for you to be bringing it back, um, you're kind of reeling it back in, you're coming back home and you're, you're, you're uh, giving back a little bit. Do you feel like that's, that's a little bit of what you're doing here is, the area that, you know, 
gave you all the start to all this and now how cool is it for you to be able to give something back? Yeah, I mean, for sure, especially, um, I mean, with the African community, it just didn't feel, I don't know, right now it was speaking to me in my heart to go to Rock for Christian and not, not help with Aquin. And I know they know that they know they were happy for me and do what I want to do, but I still support them. I'll always be Aquin Bulldog till the day I die. Um, but yeah, it was just something about coming back and I just felt like I was given so much at a high school age and that the community, like without the support from the community, I wouldn't, would not have been able to do anything seriously because they made me feel so confident and so well loved that it's like, well, I have like this army behind me. So Worst case scenario, I still have these people with me. That's how I always looked at it. Mm -hmm. And I think giving back to this high school level and these girls at Rapper Christian is something that I'm going to take a lot of pride in because I want to give them the opportunity that I was given and hopefully give them the experience and help them um, kind of experience what I was able to experience. Maybe not, we might not win state tiles and stuff like that, but just like the culture, positive culture, fun culture, what you're going to get your work done, you're going to work hard and you're going to be pushed, but it's going to be a lot of fun. This has been great stuff. Um, we're with Sophie Bruner, former Freeport Aquin, former Arizona State, former Italian pro star. And now it's come full circle. She's accepted an assistant varsity girls basketball coaching position at Rockford Christian, which has started. Have you actually begun? Um, well, we're technically, I mean, I'm technically employed by them as a coach, but we have not started um, anything. Getting together yet. Okay. Okay. Do you have a shirt yet? You got that? Um, not yet. I will yeah. soon. Okay. Yeah. You got to get the garb. Yes, I know. sir. My mom's like, Sophie, I need a half step. I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Last, last question for me. And thank you again. This has been really cool. Um, you mentioned real quickly that this might be kind of a stepping stone. What do you see yourself doing in five years and 10 years when you're, when you're older like me, what, what do you think, what do you think you're going to be doing? Um, I think one or two, th one of two things. I think either I'm right now in the next year, I'm going to work on getting my teaching license. So I'm going to be a teacher, I think for a little bit. And right. then if I love that further my education and try to work up higher in education. Um, if not, I think college coaching, but maybe at the division two level, maybe division one, not sure yet. So either teaching and coaching, but I see coaching in my life no matter what. So you, how's your Italian? Could you go back and coach in Italy someday? You probably have oh, to. And I mean, actually, I think I could because they have so many foreigners that they need people who speak English. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, right? Yeah, my Italian, I can understand it really well. I just can't speak it that well because I get bailed out. They all speak English to me, so. Can you say not just a game in Italian? No, wait. Uh, I can't. I can <laughs> say no, I can't. I'm not <laughs> That's kind of a tough one. That's not like where's the bathroom or I'll have a water. Um, Sophie Bruner, you've been awesome. Thank you so much. Um, uh, let's do it again. That's, you know, yeah. once you're going to be really in the thick of things here real soon. So let's keep catching up. Um, let us know how it's going and uh, we'll keep following you now. And you're, we followed you through your players ranks. Now we'll follow you through your coaching ranks. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you always supporting me. It's been so much fun. Keep it up. Thank you, Sophie. I appreciate it.
Yep, have a good one. You too.